Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, there's our favorite return on WIP these days. The new afternoon show is coming, including... Spike Eskin, surely he's going to join us right now to talk about all things Sixers and a big topic conversation on the afternoon show this week with Jack and, of course, with Ike. Let's welcome on Spike Eskin, who we await his return here. We've heard him a couple times on WIP the last couple weeks as he gets set to join the afternoon show. Spike, it is Groundhog Day in uh, so many ways here on WIP. Spike, how you doing today? Spike. Hey. Yo, what up, Joe and Hugh? I I heard that return during the uh, during the afternoon show the other day, and I texted Jack and I. I was like, I didn't approve that. Who's uh, what's going on over there? Who's using my voice without permission? Everything has to go has to be run through me before it gets on the air. Is that is we? You is, still got that kind of pool? It still works that no. way. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. I gotta learn. That's a lesson I gotta learn. Well, well we now know. A little bit. At least we know it wasn't you, because we we opened up an investigation on this show to figure out who's fault that was we assume it's jack's doing not yours yeah you could assume that jack is responsible for anything that goes wrong over there i think and that has happened it seems like this week once or twice so. yeah, jack, jack is having a hell of a year so <laughs> yeah. far and is that we didn't even that far into the year but but spike you know you're you are the biggest Sixers fan i know so i'm, I'm curious how did you feel when you heard about joel and b's injury uh, well, so as soon as he left the court against Golden State, I sort of expected this. I expected this exact sort of injury. And the reason I expected it is because the same exact thing happens every single year. And I am disappointed for him, you know, because I, this is obviously a huge impediment to him to his not only his season but his legacy and the conversation around him and he's been the best sixer best sixers player of my lifetime that I've watched uh, at least in terms of his peak so it's sad in that way that not only it ruins this year but it brings into question as it always does the rest of his career uh, I'm sad for us as fans that we had a, a season that felt better than many seasons have over the last several years, and that the you know the ceiling of this season is now in question. Uh, and I think overall, I'm frustrated and curious with both Joel and the organization and how they handle all of these things, because this is now sort of the third regime that has been in charge when he's been there, and we seem to have the same issues in terms of communication, in terms of injury management, every time. So you wonder exactly why that is. So that was a long answer, but I had a lot of feelings. Yeah, I think everyone has, Spike. And, and the last thing you hit makes, and it's made me today, and we opened the show with this, start to wonder if it's time to try something new here. Because it, it feels like we're probably going to do a thing where he's out for five or six weeks, he puts a brace on, he tries to ramp back up, and we see what he's got in the playoffs. And we, know, we usually know how that ends. So I, I wonder if it's time to just take a big-picture approach, like if it means shutting him down for the entire season to hope he's closer to 100% next year and then they can try to improve the team around him. I'm okay with that. What do you think they should do? Obviously, we don't know the full diagnosis and their plan, but I, I, I'm getting tired of let's just try and cross our fingers and hope for the best because that never seems to lead to a good outcome for him or the team. Yeah, I, I agree on the rest of this year. We know exactly what's going to happen here. Unless we get some sort of surprise announcement that he's having surgeries out for the year, what is going to happen is he will be back at some point in March. 
He will have moments where he looks good. He will have moments where he doesn't look good. He'll grab at his knee all the time. They'll go into a playoff series where it's better to have him on the court than not, but he isn't himself. He'll miss two games in the middle of the series, and then ultimately they'll lose in the first or second round. I, I think we have an exact script of what's going to happen the rest of the year. I think the problem, I would agree that a new approach is necessary. I think there are two things standing in the way of that. One is that not only do I not know what that approach is, that approach may have to be very, very different than anyone's ever seen before. Sort of in the way that when Kawhi went to Toronto, he was just like, I'm not playing back-to-backs. And they made that commitment for the year. And they went into it knowing this guy is not playing one back-to-back. That's what's going to happen. Now, he's, he is this year. He didn't that year. But, but it was at least an out-of-the-box idea. So the first problem is I don't know what that is. And the second problem is, is that, and I think this is, this is part of why we keep ending up here, is that we don't know how he feels or how he wants to handle this or his receptiveness to those plans. Because my guess is, is that part of the issue that has been happening is that he is not receptive to that plan for one reason or another because he doesn't like when people talk about him injured, because, because the conversation around him is always kind of annoying, and I could imagine it being frustrating for him. But, but you have to think back to even when, even when he had the, the, the meniscus tear in 2017, he, went, he tore, the, tore it against Portland, and then a week later he came back against Houston, went down again, and didn't play the rest of the year. Well, why did that happen? At the time, we blamed the team, but here we are again, looking at the same thing, wondering if it's just him that is determining these things without taking any feedback, and that would be a real problem. It would. Spike Eskin joining us here, talking about the Joel Embiid situation. Or Spike, there's, there's actually a third villain we could throw in here now, at least for some people. So dun, we have dun, dun. Joel to blame. You could blame him in the past or now. The team, Correct. their doctors. Well, Jack's part of it. But <laughs> right. what about the NBA, Spike? Because I've seen that a lot. And Jack actually the other day was, was on this idea that you know, the NBA is partially to blame here. They changed the rules, 65 games to you know, win awards and all that kind of stuff or all NBA. And it's, it's kind of pushed players, not just Joel, but any player, to play when maybe they shouldn't play. What do you make of let's blame the NBA now when this happens? We live in a culture where nobody wants to take personal responsibility for anything they do, wants to blame somebody else, wants a rule that's going to fix everything for anyone. If he has to play 65 games to win MVP and he has decided that the playoffs are more important than MVP, then Joel Embiid and the team have to decide not to play in a game. That's it. Like, that, that's all. I, I'm sick of hearing that this rule is you can't get pulled over for speeding if you're driving 85 and say that the problem is that the speed limit isn't high enough. The speed limit is the speed limit. You are the one who has to decide whether you're going to drive above it or you're going to drive within it. Everyone knows the rule. The rule was clear. And, and by the way, everyone was using games played as a metric for awards beforehand. They were just applying it however they felt like it rather than having this specific rule. The only thing I would change is that I do not think that any of these awards, all NBA, should be tied to salary. I think the NBA sort of over-legislates individual player salary. Give the team a salary cap. Tell them what, they, what it is and let them pay whoever, whatever they want to whoever they want. Don't, don't give extra bonuses for all NBA. Say, here's the salary cap. You, you pay everybody what you want to pay and stop setting up all these stupid rules. So I, would, I would take away from that, but I, but I don't want to hear that it's not fair that he can't win the NBA, he can't win the MVP if he didn't play 65 games, and that's why he played on an injured knee. The same reason, I don't want to hear that it's the fans' fault for crying about him not playing. I don't want to hear that it's the media's fault for doing it. They are adults. It is a billion-dollar franchise. It is a player who will make $500 million in his career. Everyone is a grown-up. He's 30 years old now. He's 29 years old. He's in his prime. Everyone can make adult decisions about their careers. We all make decisions about you know, finances, short-term and long-term, and all those things. Every human has to make these decisions. They have to, too. Triggered him a little bit there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just sick of everybody <laughs> whining about like it being somebody else's fault. They, they had the ability to play or not play. Nobody made him play. 
you know, and, and the Sixers should be ashamed of themselves leaking that stuff to the athletic that, oh, we saw in his eyes that the only reason he wanted to play was because of all the, the bad publicity. Then talk to him. <laughs> then everyone have a conversation about why they're making these choices. Don't just blame fans and blame the media. Yeah, it's almost like some adults are saying, man, why can't he be an adult? Well, you be the adult. And so, someone's got to stand up and be an adult. All right, Spike, speaking of tough decisions, Daryl Morey, has some to make. We're less than a week from the deadline here. Uh, with what we know and what we can guess about the Embiid stuff, how do you think he should and how do you think he will maybe approach this? Because this is this is the first time in a while they've they've had choices. You know, they don't, they're not really all in. They could go all in. They could move Tobias' expiring contract, the picks they got for Harden, or they could kind of just wait and see what the summer brings. What do you think here with the deadline? I think the only difference is is that if you are doing a sort of all-in move, you have to – it has to be, and I think he would have made this decision anyway. I don't think he would have traded all three picks for a player who he didn't think was going to be here next year. So I think if you are if you are if you're doing that kind of move, you have to be sure that it goes beyond this year. Though I think he was going to do that anyway. And I do think it sort of changes the decision of do we spend one first round pick on a player who might just be here this year lowering our ability to truly go in this summer, go all in this summer. I think a lot will de- will be determined when we hear how they're handling Embiid, right? Because if, if he's going to be out for three months or something, then I think you, you have to keep the powder dry, as they say. I think you have to keep everything. But if it's one of those things where he's going to be back in six weeks, it's just like – if this is the way it's going to be every year, you might as well give it a shot this year too. All right, Spike, before we uh, we let you go, what's your thought? I'm sure you've heard a lot and you've probably talked to them about it or you've seen the reaction here. Jack had an idea on the afternoon show a couple days ago. I thought an interesting one. Trade A.J. Brown for one of the best corners in the NFL, and it became a whole big thing here. Uh, what to do? What do you think about the latest Jack Fritz controversy here, Spike? I was just saying that everybody needs to grow up. <laughs> everybody needs to grow up and relax. All the guy did was say, I've I've been listening to WIP my whole life. Fake trades are a cornerstone of what what we do on WIP, of what we talk about when we talk about sports. All the guy did was say, would you trade AJ, AJ, AJ Brown for Patrick Sertain? If the answer is no, say no. If the answer is yes, say yes. But the complete meltdown from everyone Cry babies on on the internet, on callers, members of WIP, some who may or may not be related to me. No more crying. <laughs> I am going to do fake trades as soon as I get back there. I'm going to if they're going to upset people this much, I'm going to do them every hour if they bother people this much. And then the only other thing is Joe, you remember this? You weren't you weren't in town. I remember when Carson was there, Wentz, and. Elliot, I think, wrote an article about here's how they could trade Carson Wentz. And everyone freaked out. Impossible. Too much dead money. Could never happen. He's, he's the, the, you know, the, uh, was it second place in the MVP three years ago? Blah, 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 blah. And then three months later, what happened? They traded him. So if you think they're not going to trade A.J. Brown, that's fine. But to have this, like, temper tantrum that the guy suggested it is it, – it shows me that Philadelphia is – getting softer than I remember, Ooh. and I think that just needs to change. Ooh. We need to fix that. Every once in a while, you need a good Soto for Harper conversation or Sertain for Brown. I mean, it, yeah. it just I think it gets the wheels turning for people. I think I actually think Spike gets healthy for everyone. We, we need to help everyone be healthy around here. And if, Jack, if you think Jack's idea is stupid, tell him his idea is stupid. But, but the, just the, the endless crying, and, and we got to protect Jack. Let's admit, we all know he's a little sensitive. So I think we got to stand up and make sure that, you know, make sure he shows up for work the next day. Ironically, as you say, Jack is sensitive. The last time we brought up the return with your voice in it, he walked in here like 10 minutes later and said it wasn't his fault. So, yes, <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah, we'll protect him. And he, he had a good idea on that one. Spike, thank you for hopping in, and we're looking forward to having you back here soon. All right, look forward to seeing you guys. See you there we go, one. Spike Eskin, defending his guy, Jack. And, and as we have this week as well, Jack's idea was not crazy. You would go crazy. A.J. Brown for Sertain is crazy? No, I thought it was a little crazy. In terms of what, the value for the players? or the No, guy? I mean, I, I, I just don't want to trade A.J. No, no, no. I, but I know, Jack, well, his, you, his you idea did, was You did and didn't yesterday. It wasn't waffling. I, I was uh, being waffling. Here we go. By the way, I caught a stray for this one yesterday. As you should. I shouldn't have called a stray. 
<laughs> I know the high-pitched voice, that's what kind of threw you off yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, no, what I'm saying, I'm being logical. Two two first-round draft picks, which is no nobody's going to give me for him. If you give me that, I have to take I got to take of that. Of course you do. Uh, but I'll that's be, not going to happen. I'll be logical. A.J. Brown for Patrick Dertain is asinine. No, it's a, it's a great trade. It's not. No, it's not. not. It no, makes no. the Eagles worse next year. I disagree. I don't know what this it's, offense it's, is going to be uh, next yeah, year. Come on, man. AJ Brown is it's easier well, to find competent wide receivers than competent corners. Look at the league. Since when? But the league right but, now. Okay, for the Eagles though. Yeah, all right, but they can. <laughs> f- but they're out there. Like if I say to you, there's a bunch of stuff out there. There's three of that, and there's 15 of that. You say, what's harder to find? Well, there's one that's three. You can get a competent Chad corner. Got traded. For Clinton Portis, right? So that doesn't that give Jack's idea light? No, no, no. Listen. Really. Wait, wait, hold on. It Corners was two are... star players, offense and defense. They were traded for each other in their prime. That's what he said. Yeah. I mean, but uh, one of them, well, I guess you're talking about in the prime, in the prime, yeah. in the moment. But not it was, that was looked at as became. a very fair trade. Yeah, that, that's okay, actually I a great – I've got to tell Jack to bring that back up. I don't, I don't care about Clinton Portis or any of that. Yeah, like, that oh, bad, first that of all, bad on my come on, man. Yeah, for, <laughs> wide receiver is just, especially now, way, way more impactful than a starting cornerback. I, so. I can get Steven Nelson back there, and if he can cover a guy, it's only one guy on the defense that, that's doing his thing. A.J. Brown can literally walk into the end zone and get you six points. A.J. beat up a lot he of does. corners this yeah. year, too. He beat up a lot of yeah, corners. Yeah, but, okay, but as a – Wide receiver, you need the quarterback to be playing well. Otherwise, you're irrelevant. Okay, so what? So, but, but, so you're now is this a Jalen problem no, for you? Well, no, I'm, what I'm saying is down the stretch of the season, we had this guy, the, oh, A.J. Brown, and it didn't matter. If we get Patrick Sertain, maybe we cover the, the best corner or the best wide receiver on the other team. What th- That doesn't mean that the offense isn't going to score 30 points on you. our defense Let, still. A.J. Brown can literally get you points. Let's all agree on this. No. Tra- fake trades are fun, oh, and the oh, idea well, they the get people going though. They do get well, people it, going. I, I agree with Spike. And I, folks get all up in there. And I feelings. agree with Jack. The, the, the like when you talk to your friends, when you send a text, your, your group text, like would you would you make that trade? That's fun. Every, we do have to relax as a fan base with the idea of would you trade that guy for that guy? I think it's fun. Well, you did say he was untouchable, and then you said well, two first-round picks. He is untouchable, but, but if, untouchable is you're not allowed to touch yeah, it. Yeah, but it, two, two first-round picks. But that means it's touchable. Well, I'm just saying, though. Well, ain't nobody getting two first-round picks. Well, as soon as you set a bar high, someone reaches that bar, you got to move on. <laughs> yeah, All right. then I look stupid. <laughs> 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 All right, 215-592-949. Let's get back to the phones here. Your phone calls on Embiid. Here's where I'm at. If you just hopped in, <clears throat> excuse me, we appreciate Spike joining us to give us a perspective on this. Here, Where I'm at on Embiid is – He's hurt. He's always hurt. This is a constant problem. Usually he comes back in the playoffs, puts a brace on, and we unfortunately know how this ends. So I'm willing and ready to do a totally different approach here. Totally different approach. I am willing to shut him down completely 100% out. If that means surgery, we'll see you next year. If it means a long rehab, we'll see you next year. I'm willing to punt the season, and I'll go into next year with cap space to get another player along with Embiid and Maxi, and maybe a new plan to get this guy healthy. Hugh, before we go back to the phones, I thought it was interesting. Spike brought up the idea of maybe moving forward. It's time for a new idea of how to keep him healthy, like the Kawhi thing or yeah. something more concrete. Because doesn't it feel like it's like, hey, he's, he's kind of banged up. Maybe he'll play tonight. Maybe he won't. That's not a plan. No, it's not. You need to you need to go it, into this and say, hey, Joel, you're going to play tonight or you're not going to play yep. tonight. And I think that that's how we have to do it moving forward. Gauge his, his uh, health at the end of every game, because I think at this point, it, we just have to concede the fact that he's not going to be healthy. Like, there's going to be times where he's going to get injured. And that's unfortunate, but that's I think that's kind of the path that we're on right now. And so we have to come to come up with a better plan to help keep him ready for the playoffs. So I actually think it's – so you said, you know, kind of every night make a decision or every other night make a decision. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think next year they should make a, a big-picture decision. I mean, you guys have said to me, seeding doesn't matter. Right, like just get in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't be upset. Would you guys be upset if next year they just come out and say he's only playing fifty games? They'll still make the playoffs, Maxi, and they add another player. They'll be a playoff team. I just think there has to be something different than it's. It's almost like we're banging our head against the wall every year and expecting it not to hurt. It hurts. My head hurts watching this thing play no, it's, out every it's year. It's tough, and I and I can't imagine what every Sixers fan is feeling right now, especially when you wake up. You, it's almost like. Oh, this again. Here we go. You know what I mean? It's, it's like this again. But I think in, instead of feeling that way, we, we move our thinking just a little bit and say, okay, we have the best player in the NBA. We just need to figure out how to keep him healthy and get him ready for the playoffs. 
And I think that it's also exciting that we have a budding, a budding all-star in Tyrese Maxey. Now, it, it, this is all predicated on what this diagnosis is as far as his knee is concerned. But if, he, if they tell me, if I give him, say, two months health, if, if he can get ready to go in two months, I'll take that. And, I'll, and I, will, I will coach accordingly with that information. And then I will also go out in, in, at the trade deadline and get a player according to how or maybe two. Maybe I have to get somebody that can, can take some of this slack off of Joel a little bit and then go that route. But that's what I would do. But I would definitely take a chance this year and try to make it happen. Yeah, I'm willing to punt this year. Hugh wants to take a chance and get him back on the court when he can. Luke is in Philadelphia. Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Thanks for taking the call. You got it, Luke, man. We appreciate it. What are you thinking today? I'm thinking that I'm, I'm leaning towards not shutting Embiid down and bringing him back for the playoffs. And I think the reason being is it just goes beyond what he can do scoring the basketball. I think just having his presence on the court affects the opposing defense so much. He garners so much attention and really opens it up for these other guys on the team. And I just think having him out there is going to make life easier for Maxi for these guys like Melton and, you know, any of the wing bench guys who can really kind of replace the offense that, you know, Embiid might be losing. Like, we, can, we don't need Embiid to score 40 for this team to be good. We can say, hey, Embiid, you know, go get your 20. And then, hey, Maxi, we need you to take 10 more shots. Harris, we need you to be a 20-point guy. And I just think having him on the court, even if he's not at full strength, can really positively impact the team and, and you know, maybe let us do a deep playoff run this year. Yeah, Luke, it reminds me of the way you framed it of the good moments in the playoffs last year, like when they won game five in Boston. And I don't, if I'm, my memory serves, he didn't score that much, but he made big defensive plays, Harden scored a bunch of points. You know, and obviously Maxie could kind of take that, that mantle this year and be the point scorer. But, like, you can, you can envision playoff wins they get with a diminished show. Because we saw it, you know, a couple times last year before it went bad. Yeah, definitely. And then on the defensive end, too, I mean, if you think of who we got at center, we got Paul Reed and Mobamba. And when you put those guys against Giannis or Bam or any of these guys we might see in the first round, I mean, they're going to eat our lunch. So I think just having his presence kind of anchor the defense, too, in the lane, you know, even if he's not again at 100%, it just makes a huge difference. It, he does. I mean, that's it's part of why he's been such a great player. And we appreciate Luke because he could play both ends. He could do that. He could play defense. If Joel is out there, we know they have a better chance than if he's not out there. Definitely. I'm just at the point where I, I'm just, just tired. Of, you're just tired. Of, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, I just I want to think big picture. I, if I thought they could win the title this year with him, I might feel differently. I just don't feel like they're a championship team this year. So I'm like, maybe next year is a better shot, a better chance to keep him healthy, a smarter plan rather than like, hey Joel, you playing tonight? That's not a plan. I mean, that's what is that? It's like it's like asking a kid, do you want ice cream for dinner or you want real food? What are they going to tell you? Say it's better to ask for uh, forgiveness, forgiveness than permission. Yeah. So that's probably how you have to handle Joel. Joel, guess you're not, you're, not, you're out tonight. You're you're a scratch. You're a right. healthy scratch. You're, you're playing 50 games next season yeah. or, what, or whatever. I mean, I, I don't I don't have the plan. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. We'll have our official doctor at the midday show, Doctor Bob, joining us in the one o'clock hour. Be to... Interesting to see what Doc say about this. Yeah, I, I think talked to him in a while. Doctor Bob feels like he will have a plan for the Sixers, a plan for Joel to get this thing back on the right track. We'll talk to Doctor Bob coming up a little bit. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll keep the Joel Embiid discussion going with your phone calls. Would you punt the season and get Embiid fully healthy moving forward? Dr. Bob later in the show. When we come back, we'll mix the Eagles into the conversation. Interesting stuff from Chris Long's podcast on what to expect from Kellen Moore and a Kellen Moore-led offense. And now we officially, officially have every head coaching position in the NFL filled. The staffs are being filled. Do we uh, we feel better about how the Eagles did this whole thing? We'll discuss it. 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I think one positive is you want to look more like the team that ran the ball. He's going to do that. You know, that's, that's his bread and butter. I mean, he loves 12 personnel. He loves to pound the rock. They love to have a ground control element to that offense where, where Kellen Moore was in Dallas. Like that was a big part of it. I think you'll see a better run game with Kellen Moore at the very least, the passing concepts, the fit with Jalen that remains to be seen. Chris Long chiming in on Kellen Moore and One the new One of my favorite players. Man, I used to Eagles. love watching him play when he was with the Rams. Uh, and the, and the, I mean, even Patriots, Eagles. Chris Long is yeah. an awesome player, and uh, I like listening to him talking, talking ball here, especially when he talks about Kellen Moore and what he'll bring to Eagles. Welcome back. Midday show. We'll get back to all your phone calls here on Joel Embiid. Are you okay punting the season to get Joel as fully healthy as possible for next year, cap room, a year later, Maxi? And, uh, and go get it next year. I am. I, I don't think this is a title team, and, and I'm not pushing you all back. Hugh wants to go for it and get him back for the postseason. 215-592-9494. But that was interesting there from Chris Long. He went on to talk more about Chris, about Kellen Moore and what he brings to the table. And you know what? If you like bombs away down the field, we'll get some of that with Kellen Moore here. You look at who Kellen Moore is in the same vein of me laying out schematically who I think Vic Fangio is. I think he's a West Coast guy that puts a twist on it. When you think West Coast offense, you think of Dinkin and Duncan, you think of the short game, you think of quick release, um, a run game that marries with the pass concepts, um, and you see that so often with some of these West Coast tree guys. But don't get it twisted. This guy is not a Dinkin Dunk guy. You know, he's going to take shots vertically. He prefers having that element in his his game plans and i think that's a good thing and it's not going to be music to people's ear in philly who were screaming all year about short game i think he's going to have those elements in his offense you know he's going to have hots he's going to have uh easy answers for quarterback but i also think having that vertical element will make them look more like 2022 well, 22 piques my interest because that was an incredible year. Jalen down the field to A.J. and Devontae, big plays. So clearly here, Hugh, we're seeing Chris Long is a fan of Kellen Moore, what he brings to the table. So, so here's what I'm thinking. as Everyone set their coaching staff now, right? The whole Every head coach has been hired. There's no more openings. Yesterday, of course, Dan Quinn got the job in Washington. Hugh, the more we remove ourselves from the decision the Eagles made, and you guys know I thought they should have moved on from Sirianni. Mm-hmm. I am starting to talk myself into this this coaching staff that they put together. I I do think there is a chance that Moore and Fangio can prop this thing up the way we saw Steichen and Gannon prop it up two years ago. Hugh, I'm talking myself into this a little bit. We both like Fangio. Yes. And I'm hearing good things more, more and more, no pun intended, about Kellen Moore. I am talking myself into this coach staff. Hugh, what are you feeling as uh, the dust is settling here with coaches around the NFL? Not yet. I like I like the coaching staff that we've assembled, but I'm not I'm not sold yet. I need to figure out what the philosophy is going to be. And part of this is because Joe, we haven't had training camp and all that other good stuff. And I hear good things about Coach Moore, but I think there needs to be an element to running the ball here because that was a big deficiency. And I understand everything that Chris Long is saying about the hot reads and all this other stuff because. In essence, it's kind of like when Andy Reid was here. Like some of those plays that you can run with the with the flat 
flat routes and everything. Those are light running plays. Mm. But, no, I need to see flat out tot- handing the ball off to the running back and letting him do his thing. I think for Jalen, because right now I feel like that would help him out. That would be a huge asset for him. If you can get a back back there that can run between the tackles and take some of the pressure off of him trying to run the football. Yeah, I think they – well, they had Swift this past year. I think they need to just – if they're going to run like, it – I like Swift. I don't think he was used adequately. I'm talking about somebody – I'm talking about like a bell cow. You want like, a thumper. I want I want a little bit of a thumper. Yeah, I. you know that what? sounds weird. Pause. Uh, it, it does. I think I need to pause. But the people know what you're saying, yeah. I think. Yeah, you, a thumping <laughs> running back. Yeah, one that's going to make it happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, here's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling Kellen Moore's track record, although Dak did play better, his best football this year without him, he did help Dak elevate in his time there in Dallas. And I'm looking at a guy that, although he has been in a couple stops and still young, he's called plays for a lot of years here. I think Kellen Moore is going to be a higher-level coordinator than Brian Johnson, probably the minute he walks in the building. Probably already, ha- already is. And Fangio is is one of the best. And I know there's people out there like, oh, Vic Fangio, the Fangio defense. I don't want that. Bember, don't break. The guy's got a track record. I am talking myself more into this staff as it played out. It, look, it took me a couple weeks to move on from the idea. They're not moving on from Sirianni. I have to accept it. We got to move on. He's the coach this year. I don't think he's a high-level coach. But he did get to a Super Bowl with two really outstanding coordinators. That's the formula they're trying again. 215-592-9494. We'll throw the Eagles in the mix here. Are you starting to talk yourself into this staff here for the Philadelphia Eagles? Kyle, what do you think? I mean, what was it, two, three weeks ago, we're sitting here on Sirianni Watch, Mm -hmm. and things didn't change. But as I'm watching the staffs assemble across the NFL, you know, Quinn's out of Dallas, so that hurts them a little bit here, right? They don't have quite a great staff around McCarthy. You look up and you're like, all right, Dan Quinn, and we'll see who he hires a coordinator. Brian Dable cursing at Wink Martindale and getting him to leave the building. And then uh, who, who am I missing in the NFC East? You got, oh, the Commanders, right? Dan Quinn and, and, oh, and, the and McCarthy and who knows, right? Essentially so, Chip Kelly. Uh, well, that's part of it, too. That's a so, name that's been thrown out there. When you add it together, it's like, all right, Sirianni, Moore, Fangio. It still may line up as the best trio in the NFC East. So I'm starting to talk myself in that this could work a little bit. Yeah, I see. I'm starting to see that the painting come together. And I compare it to you guys have, are familiar with the Bob Ross, the show where Bob Ross is is is, is doing all the painting. I grew up on it. Tree yeah, guy. Everybody I does that. Tree, squirrels in the trees. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you ever like wa- you ever watch that and you see him put that big brown streak in the middle of the painting? You're like, hold on. What the hell is this guy doing? Like, there's no way this is going to look good. And then he starts doing things around it. He, things start coming together, and you're like, "Wow, that's a beautiful painting." Why was I ever? Why, why was I ever freaking out? Be honest, Kyle, you was trying to paint with with, with Bob Ross, weren't you? No, you no, no, no. I I knew that no, was no. Well, well above my uh, my skill set. <laughs> I never attempted to do it. But when it was just them bringing back Nick Sirianni, it's that big brown streak on the Bob Ross painting where you're like, "What the hell is this?" But then they sort of build the Vic Fangio, the Kellen Moore around him, and you're like, "Okay, I'm starting to see the painting come together." I agree. I think they have the best coaching staff in the NFC, so let's go do this thing. Yeah, it's not what I if, – if I was in charge, this wouldn't have been what it is. But when you watch the whole painting, to use the Bob Ross analogy that Kyle brought to us, and I, I watched that guy for hours of my childhood, that painting usually came out and looked pretty good. I, I don't know how, what the hell Bob was doing to get there. I don't know if he knew it, but it worked at the end of the day. Bob was that dude, too. Bob was. You said you watched a documentary on Bob Ross? I did watch the documentary. He had a, uh, some stuff going on with his family members and stuff. It was really weird. But it was a good documentary. Was it called Happy Trees, the documentary? I forgot what the name of it was. Because that was his whole thing. Happy Happy Accidents. Happy Happy Trees is what he was doing with the gummies. Oh, that's right. Happy Accidents was his thing. Happy Trees. Yeah. Happy Accidents, yeah. Happy Accidents. All right. 215-592-9494. We'll get back. We'll get to all your phone calls right now. On Embiid, would you be okay punting the season? And are you talking yourself into the coaching staff the Eagles have put together here, especially as you watch everything else play out, all the guys that did get hired across the NFL and obviously the big names that didn't get hired. Jeff is in Wilmington. Hey, Jeff. What's up, guys? What's up, Jeff? Joe, the last time the Sixers won a championship, I was 18 years old in 1983. I'm totally okay with having uh, with running this as it is with Joel and maybe adding a piece or two. We've only had – really, we've only had two other stars in that 40-year span, Iverson and Barkley. Mm-hmm. And Iverson was the closest one to get to it. I thoroughly enjoyed that season like I'm enjoying this season because I, I, I can't see punting away for what? The one, I said this the other day, the one constant we've had with 
with Joel is that he gets hurt. He was hurt for two years before he even we drafted him. He didn't even play for two years or a year and a half or whatever it was. So it's not like this is any surprise. So I'm willing to just go ahead and try to figure out a way to get somebody else in here to help him out or help the team out uh, and run with what we have because what what you're you're basically asking to do a mini tank for the rest. Well, of the no, no. I mean the the team is still going to go out and compete. Mini tank. My my point is I, I'm just not willing to invest assets like the the picks they have that they could trade for someone at some point, right? They don't have to use them next by next Thursday. They could hold on to them. And the other part is, Jeff, I just never feel like since the beginning of this, they've actually taken his health super seriously. They, they kind of halfway this. We're like, oh, are you hurt? I don't know. Go rest for six weeks. Put a brace on it. We'll see what happens. And then he keeps getting hurt. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just wonder if, if, they're, yeah. if they're big picture about this and they actually shut him down, maybe next year he's got a better chance of staying healthy. I just, I just don't want to shut him down for the rest of the year because it's just – why watch the team? I mean, Maxi can't carry that team by himself. Well, we agree on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it would certainly lessen their chances. And Jeff, we appreciate it. I think we all realize that. What what I'm effectively saying is is whatever chance you think they have to go is better it, with him on the court. Yeah, and whatever chance you think they have, it would take it down to almost zero. And I I guess the difference for me is I don't think they're going to win the title anyway. If I thought this was a title team, I'd say. Ah, put a brace on it. Like like Jalen last year. Remember Jalen was had the shoulder issue? Yeah. I mean, no one was saying shut Jalen down because we had a chance to win a Super Bowl. So it's like, Jalen, play through it. Like, let's get, get that shoulder as healthy as you can, and let's take a run at this thing, and it almost worked because they were a number one seed. Yeah. This team is, you know, they're pretty good. They're a pretty good team, but they're not that. I think every chance that you get to, to play the season and get a chance to be in the playoffs, you should take full advantage of that, regardless of what the circumstances are. And it's unfortunate for us that we've been having to deal with this injury bug with Joel and B for the last couple of years, but I'm confined or con, con, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm just like, hey, I'm just gonna enjoy him for what he is mm-hmm. and knowing that he's gonna get hurt and pr- try not to put that much pressure on him. And the fact that we have a, a better head coach makes me a little bit more comfortable going into it, knowing that strategically this coach is going to probably put him in better position to be successful. Yeah, well, it's the best coach they've had strategically since Larry Brown. I mean, it's been a long time since they had someone on the sidelines you felt like it's going to give you a real edge strategically. I liked Brett Brown. That wasn't his thing. Doc, you know, we know the Doc experience where that's the strategy in the postseason is not his thing. So, yeah, it's been a while, and I agree that could help them. Pete is in Los Angeles. He's on WIP. Hey, Pete. Can I get a witness? What's up, Pete? Uh, nothing. Uh, I told uh, Kyle that, you know, yesterday I was stone cold sober. I was like, should I call the guys? And Kyle's like, yeah, you made a right to sit and call today. Or you're not sober today? No. Hugh. Oh, okay. Why would I? It's, it's, no, I'm it's just Friday. asking. I mean, Hugh, it's, it's eight, where are, you, are you in L.A., Pete? It's 830 in the morning. Yeah. You, what do no, you expect no, out of this guy? I, Pete, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be a, a smarty <laughs> pants. I was just – I was just trying to get some clarity. That's what is wrong, wrong with him? The clarity is um, generally I wait till my girlfriend goes to work. Um, she's still, you know, she's still there. I gave her some cream cheese and uh, <laughs> a bagel, maybe. I'm looking at a threesome. <laughs> no, there you go, Kyle. If, if she, if she, well, she knows I call in once in a while, but whenever I do call in, I was like. Oh, yeah, I'm calling because I'm going to win a prize for my niece, you know, in Delco. <laughs> Does she buy that or oh. she thinks you're crazy? So anyway, but... you guys got me fired up on the whole football situation. What do you think, Pete? Give us your take. My take mm-hmm. is uh, it's way early. Why are we even talking about, like, Kellen Moore? Are you kidding me? Let's get a running back in. Like, like you said, let's get some – Players, players, and then we can talk. I understand everybody wants to talk about the Eagles, but I know that the Sixers stink and the Flyers are, you know, dealing with their thing. But honestly, are we really talking about Kellen Moore? Well, what? So you, what do you want? A running back that would make you feel better? You want? You, oh, do you want well, Swift I would, back? I would like a lot of players. Well, I, like I, you. We, I would too. I'd like a whole new defense, but we got to take what <laughs> yeah. we can get. You? Yes. I, I just want to come at you, buddy boy. You can. Um, I mean, you know, it's okay. What's up? What's going on, man? Buddy boy, uh-oh. <laughs> he buddy boyed you. You make me happy. Uh, you guys are the best show. It's not even close. 
So just like, just realize that whatever you guys are doing, keep it up. And I really appreciate you guys make me laugh. Well, Pete, we, we appreciate we, yeah, you listening. We appreciate you being part of the show. Pete, thank you for calling there. So Pete, uh, he wants back. He, he's with you on the running back thing. Yes. He said he was going to come after you, but I don't, he didn't really come after you. Just he did, he was and he was uh, like, you know what? He sounds like he has. He's over there having a lot of fun at like what? Eight thirty. Yeah. Yeah. You did that quick math in your head, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you know what? When he first said he was, he was, you know, um, he was he's, drinking he's, a little bit. He's having a little yeah. bit of fun. It's all right. I mean, it's, I was like, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's eight a.m. It might Pete be five is. in the morning. You know? it, it, well, we're not that far away from it. Um, speaking of people, we got to go after Beauregard Lee. If you missed it earlier, he's the fake Puxatani Phil. He's a fraud. Total fraud. He apparently tries to guess the weather. Down south in Georgia, so we're uh, we're waiting for Hugh. Hopefully, by the end of the show, is going to totally denounce this guy. You better denounce this guy as too. a total fraud. We want feel, full feel, conviction. Yeah. I feel attacked. Yeah, you should. Man. I want Beauregard Lee to never not recover from you denouncing mm. him. I I feel attacked. No, we're attacking Beauregard <laughs> yeah. Lee. He's coming after our guy, Paxitani Phil. This is his day. Full frontal assault on yes, Beauregard yes, Lee. Yes, now, yes. does Beauregard Lee do his thing today, or does he pick a different day? I would hope he does it on Groundhog Day. Because he's a groundhog. Kind of, well, ground you know, yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be a groundhog. I consider him more like a rat. <laughs> okay. They're all kind of like in the rat family, though, right? I, you know, that's I a good question. I don't know the where the groundhog derives from. We can, or, well, yeah. we can Google it. I'll Google it while we, we're trying to figure all it out. You know what? We're a show that tries to figure things out mm-hmm. on the fly. Where does the groundhog come from? All I know is that today, Puckstani Phil is telling who's, us that we're getting an early spring here. Who's the resident scientist on the Midday Show? Is it Herb from the Northeast? If I had to pick one, yeah. Who's, who's, and who do you think the resident scientist at WIP would be? Well, Howard Ooh, thinks Howard's he's a meteorologist. A, he thinks he's a meteorologist. <laughs> thinks. It, it, it is classified as a marmot. The groundhog Ooh. is a member of the squirrel family. Squir- Squirridia, what does it say? Squirridae within the order of Rodentia. I killed all I think you nailed that, Rodentia. The rodents. Would be a rodent family. Yeah. Uh, I think based on well, the last, like I'm well, on okay, uh, it says marmot and squirrel. So which one is it? But it, it's, but the rodentia I would think means rodent. That's what I would say. He's, he's, he's vermin. To me. States, yeah. yeah. Based on this, I would say Kyle is a resident scientist because yes. he was on to the trail. I was of on it. to the rat. Yep. The rodentia. You could see, you could see a rat from a long distance. <laughs> a you, snake rat. He's yeah. a fraud. This thing. This man. thing. Beauregard Lee. What a fraud. Herb in the Northeast. What's up, Herb? What's up, boys? Herb, what's how are we feeling? Man? I'm doing all right. Okay, now Joe Allen B. If listen, the way I saw this, the way he fell down and the guy fell on his knee. Okay, mm-hmm. it looks to me like okay, it ain't going to be that long. He'll be back on the court. Okay, what he needs is he needs what I've always said: lay in the pool for a couple hours. Hot and cold contract. Lay Lay in the hot tub. Lay in the hot tub for an hour. Do it off and on like a whole day of it, man. That will loosen up inside the muscle. He'll be okay. Give him a, give him three or four days. He should be back on the court. Put a brace on him, whatever, and, and tell him to stop going after balls on the ground. Lay all he needs to do. Shoot, rebound, and walk, and go down the court play defense. That's it. Stop trying to do too much. Herb, when you when you do this, do you start with the hot, then go to the cold, or do you start with the cold, then go to the hot? I would go to the hot first. Hot first. What do you, Hugh? What do you okay. recommend? I, I recommend that too. Herb, yeah. Herb's right the on, hot right and on then the cold. The hot, then the cold. Off and on. You can do a half hour, whatever you want, 20 minutes, half hour, hour, whatever. But, the, you know, football players love that, okay, especially after a game, if they got the facilities in that stadium. Oh, they Otherwise, the, the next day, when they come in to get their paycheck, a lot of them are sore for two, three days. That's why you, you hear guys are not practicing on Thursday because they're still sore. And the team don't want them to get hurt on a practice game. Wait till Friday when they, you know what I mean? You only need a couple days to know what the plays are. Yeah, and we can't. We, we got to have them. The soreness has got to be out. The, so the hot, then the cold. Herb, good phone call. We always appreciate you. But don't you end cold then? You go hot to cold, you're getting out of the cold. You're, you're, you're cold. I usually, if, if I ever did it, which I didn't do it a whole lot, I'm not getting back in the cold until once I get out the, the hot. It's a wrap. Just so would you go hot, cold, that. hot? 
No, I'm going to still go hot, cold. I'm going to still go hot, cold, hot. Oh, so hot, cold, hot. Yeah. And then you're done. Yeah, that's a right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you don't want to end cold. You're freezing. Nah. But some guys do. Some guys go straight cold. They go cold, hot, cold. Where do we come down as a show on the idea of uh, cold showers? Never. I think it's psychotic behavior. It's ridiculous. Like, I've 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 read things where people are like, that's the best way to wake up in the morning. Are you crazy? I'm not jumping on cold water. I mean, I've, I mean I've, ha- I've done it before when, like, you know, if you're, like, depending on where you are, if you're in a hotel or something, sometimes the hot water doesn't work. Right? I think we've all probably, unfortunately, taken a cold shower before. It's miserable. It is. Yeah, you're a sicko if you do I, I, I don't. I'm, I know people do it. I don't know how anyone actually does that. George is up next on WIP. What's up, George? George, you with us, buddy? Yeah, hello. Hey, George. What's up, George? What you got, Mike? Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, oh, that's all right, George. Yeah, um. I was just thinking about having a solution to this problem. To the Joe Ellen? Jo- All right, I want to hear. What's your solution to the Joe Ellen problem? Yeah, I have a two, 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 uh, two-fold uh, solution. I, I agree with both of you guys. Thank you, you. I have a solution. We can use you and your method as well. Okay. And how. Mm-hmm. Joe is a dominant player whenever the season starts for the first three, four months. And mm-hmm. he gets injured, right? Yes. So I think the basketball goal is saying this is our year. Joe got hurt the right time. Time. So put him on the sideline now for the next two months to two and a half months, and bring him back in the playoff. Draft. I'm not draft, but trade for a carry. Someone suggested carry Urban. You can do that to keep the the the, uh, the team together with Maxi and Terry together, and bring Joel in maybe around the end of March or early April, and then we go through the playoff. He's gonna be. 80 to 85 percent healthy, and he's going to dominate the player for the first time ever in his career. George, I, and, I, I and hope after, after I would love season, this if it came so true. We feel like Kyrie's no, it, the answer. It, 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 it's, it's going to happen. But, but I'm not right, sure right. the Mavericks are going to trade Kyrie. I mean, I think okay, if, if they don't do that, we can always find someone else. But I'm just saying you're just using him give, as an example. Give, example yeah, yeah. give us another person to help uh, our, our, our number two guy, right? And then at the end of the season. Maybe we'll get to the second round, pass the second round, go to the final, even win the championship. Yeah. Then we get to your scenario. Right after the season ends, he go get a surgery and don't come back, keep him for another five months. At, at the beginning of the next season, he does not come back for the first 10 or, or 15 games. Oh, I like this. You're threading the needle. So we go a huge plan to end this year. With ra- some win-win. Raise a trophy. Yeah. And then next year we come back and we try to do we try to rethink the whole thing to you know to make yeah, it smarter. Do, do yours during the off season, yeah, and then bring him back midway in the first quarter of the season. Sound like a win win, George? Me, Joe. You know what? Once in a while, we we don't. I mean, George, good phone call. We always want our you know you, you call in. You which you know is it? You, which, who do you agree with? Right? Like uh, we're debating something. Mm-hmm. I like that. He had both of our scenarios. I don't think the Kyrie Irving thing is going to happen. I don't think they're going to yeah, trade. That, Kyrie that sounds like a lot. All right, can I give you one name? There's there's one name. Just one. That if the Sixers could get him, I would I would put away my punt the season idea. Who's that? That's LeBron. If, Le- if LeBron came here, I-, I would be like, all right, screw it. Let's go for it. It's LeBron James. Do you know why I- I'm against that? And this is for selfish reasons. I'm not going to lie. I mean, LeBron probably still has a little bit left in the tank, and it looks like the, the Lakers are probably going to try to go younger at some point. Well, he just may say, I want to leave. Yeah, he might do that too. But, man, do you know how hard it's going to be to get a Sixers ticket if if LeBron comes here, like, to any game? Yeah, but do you know how much interest there would be in this oh, team? Oh, it would be bananas. It would be bananas. So, Kyle, the only way I'm in on not punting is if you bring LeBron here. They give me LeBron, and I'm like, then I'll, I'll change my mind, and I'll no say go for it. Year. Ain't going to be a no, because it's going to be packed all the time. So, you worried about parking? Yeah, I'm worried about all of that. I'm trying to win a title. I, I just I, – hold on. We're still on this LeBron is, like, perennial winner thing. Uh, He's not anymore. Boy, you guys are driving what are you t- What are you talking about? 27-5-5. The last time LeBron did anything significant, and no, I mean significant, the, not it, the Disney World bubble title. Enough on. of that. Get real. What's the last time LeBron did something significant? It was, like, 10 years ago. What, what, that hold, Disney World bubble title legit. He Bubba was in the Western yeah. Conference Finals last May. So? Well, what, what's it? That's further than the Sixers have been for two decades. Yeah, and he 40, not, not because of LeBron, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, guys. Hey, hey, dude, he's cooked. Are you kidding me? He, he's it, it, in the he, postseason, he, he, he'd still he be this team's be. best player. Yeah, That's not saying much be. either. Well, but that's the truth. Okay, I'm trying. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Ta- there's so many better options out there than freaking LeBron. Dude. You guys Come on, man. are Dr. Murray's just, nuts. N- no. Not, I didn't say over LeBron. Oh, name. thank you. Please, I was I was about to jump out. But I'm saying LeBron is not coming here. Number one. Well, but we the, the story is out there is LeBron may just want to get into a place he could win one more time. Like he, I don't think he. This is not he's like not Le- coming here then. Well, maybe not. But if it's between the Knicks and the Heat and here, I don't know what he's going to pick. I'm just saying, I am very willing and ready to punt the season. And none of these names that I've been presented: Kyrie Irving, Dejounte Murray, Levine. Zach Levine. I would throw up. <laughs> throw the, up that it's contract. The, it's is, the money. It's the money, but okay, money aside, like it's a salary cap league, and he's still he's still banged up. Though. Yeah, money aside, like that's how Tobias Harris got the max contract. Oh, money aside, you. I can't do another five years of a forty million dollar year guy. That's not that good. So unless it's LeBron, I'm out. I'll just punt the season. Get you well, fully healthy. We'll go get him next year. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine for your phone calls on all this. The Embiid situation. Would you be willing to punt the season to get him fully healthy for next year? We got open lines for you and. The Eagles, have you talked yourself into this coaching staff? More Fangio helping Sirianni get this thing done. I, I'm starting to talk myself into these coordinators. 215-592-9494. It is the Midday Show. A lot to discuss here, including, you know, the Sirianni thing. A lot of questions of if he lost the locker room. Well, one prominent Eagle says he did not. Does it matter? Should we take it seriously what's being said? And should it change our minds about Sirianni? We'll hit all that next. 215-592-9494. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.